Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 922, air date March 29th, 2021. Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. It's almost 6.30. It is uh, Monday. And we have a couple more days left in the month of March. We're done with three months of the year. But we're going to be talking about a very interesting um, herb today, garlic. Uh, if, you have, if you don't know what garlic is, what it looks like. And uh, we'll be talking about that. Good to have you. Uh, excellent. The people joining in from... Great to have you, MBTAM, Conspicuous, uh, New Hampshire. Good to have you. Number of people joining us today. Good to have you. Aloha, Jennifer, uh, Arizona. Great to have you. Hawaii, Oklahoma, Norway. Wonderful. Good to have you from Norway. That's on Instagram, Colorado. Uh, Florida, California, Toronto, we have Texas, Western Massachusetts, good to have you, New York, great, good evening, Oregon, Ireland, wonderful, good to have you from Ireland, Pennsylvania, New York, Florida, Michigan, Huntington Beach, wonderful. All right, everyone, so as people are coming in, I'm going to just uh, let everyone know we're going to be talking about garlic today. And garlic is a very powerful nutrient we're going to study today. It is really uh, about garlic and immune health. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Look forward to sharing the information that we put together. Oh, great to watch from London. Well, nice to have you, Shabazz Sheikh. Shah, uh, Shah, Shahbaz Sheikh, great to have you. Australia, Croatia. Richmond, someone says garlic is not good, okay? Well, look, let's, that's an interesting way to start this. Let's start about what is good and not good. The real issue is the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Nature is neither good nor bad. Remember, we're just one part of nature. There are many, many things in nature beyond us. Um, we can't take a human-centric role to this. But this is where garlic comes in. It's, it's a bulb. Um, you know, we actually grew this here last year. And when you open up garlic, you know, if you open it up, you know, the inside of it, if I open it up here, you can see contains the individual pods here. So here's what it looks like. If you haven't seen it, that's garlic, which I just opened up. Typically, you can, the best way when you prepare garlic is when you crush it, it releases a lot of the nutrients. I typically do it in a mortar and pestle, um, or you can actually slice it in a very, uh, you know, small pieces. But there's your garlic, I've taken out one pot of this. By the way, one of the things I notice is that whenever I feel any time I feel a cold coming on, this is works for me, is anytime I feel a little bit of cold coming on, and I take a regimen of vitamins, but if I feel anything coming on, um, I will take literally a whole bulb of this, or sometimes even two, but this is pretty, I mean, it's not a huge size. I will chop it up, put a little bit of ghee in low heat, and I'll uh, fry this very lightly saute it is probably better we're not fry and then take something you like if you like you know a very thin piece of like sprouted bread you toast it put it on with the ghee 
and you eat it as much as you can. And, and I've always found it as to be a very powerful uh, antibiotic. Someone just said garlic is a natural Laura Prosco, very powerful antibiotic, but you may want to try that, but you have to do it right when you feel something coming on because you know, there's a window when your innate system is kicking in and then your interferon system kicks in and you can really empower your interferon system for that. Okay. Someone says I do mayo with olive oil. Interesting. Uh, someone says if I feel conjunctivitis coming on my, I buy garlic oil cups and break them and put them in my, I eat it raw. I love it. Yeah. So garlic is a, a very, very powerful uh, quote unquote antibiotic. And we'll, we'll discuss that. All right. So let's just jump right in and let me go right into this. And here we go. Okay. Let me see if you guys can see it here. Great. Okay. So let's just jump right in and w welcome to VA Shiva. As many of you know, VA Shiva is uh, literally a platform that we're developing. It's not uh, just an educational site. It's not just a community. It's not just information, but it's a platform that we're developing for truth, freedom, and health. And I'll come back to talk about it more, but the intention of, and, and by the way, um, we're putting together a little video that will really explain this because VA Shiva itself is a system. It's not only any one thing. And a video will probably, uh, we're finishing it up right now, maybe able to play it before uh, the end uh, of today's lecture on garlic. But if you go to the website, if you go to vashiva.com slash join, and I want to encourage everyone to go there. Let me just bring it up here. If you go to the website, vashiva.com slash join, let me actually bring this up right now. And I always play my little video here, which is a good one that really explains it. But to walk you through the site, if you go to the main page, vashiva.com slash, um, you'll see that my journey, and I'll come back to this, I've done a number of things, but this is actually a platform. And you know we're integrating both health as well as politics. It's quite interesting, health and politics on the site, but it's all united uh, from the standpoint of systems. So what you'll learn is that whether you're looking at your body as a system or you're looking at the events going on in the outside world, healthcare system, what do you do with uh, the issue of pro or anti-gun or GMOs or any of these issues, you'll find out that you can look at the larger world from a standpoint of a system, but you can also understand your inner world. And, and our goal is to educate around you know, 50,000 truth, freedom and health warriors, because in the ancient system of Indian medicine, the term that referred to healer wasn't separated. A healer was a warrior and a healer was also someone who took care of the body, right? Who healed the body. So a healer and warrior are actually the same term, Vaidhir, which meant the person who goes to fight death, the first person who goes to fight ignorance, but essentially the person who goes to heal, whether you have quote unquote cancer in the political world or the outside world, or whether you have, you know, quote unquote cancer going on within your body. So for some reason, we've separated that the person who goes to battle in the outer world is different than the person who goes to battle in the inner world. These are the same people. That's why the videos that I do, I will talk about politics one day, about election uh, systems or about why Trump is part of the not so obvious establishment, but I'll also switch very easily into talking about the body as a system. And so I want all of you to take a systems approach to understanding the body. And we're creating the only movement in the world right now as we know it for truth, freedom and health which is founded on an engineering systems approach to understanding the body. So I'm gonna play a video for you that will really uh, best share this in the most profound way. 
Uh, and if you go to vashiva.com, right on the front page, you'll see we have the whole range of things, all the different kinds of blogs we do every day. Thanks to our um, volunteers and our production team who help out. So I hope you enjoy this video. So this will really kick off and we'll come back to garlic. Here we go. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. We got to train people first with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders. Oh, he said something. Or Robert Kennedy. Scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. 
his own quote-unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com, and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics, and I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms-up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on B as in Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there, but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to vashiva, Victory America Shiva, vashiva.com. All right, everyone, welcome to VA Shiva. Today we're gonna to be discussing garlic. Anyway, that video, as many of you know who join us, is a beginning video which really sets a tone for what we're about. Um, we're creating a movement for truth, freedom, and health, but it's based on education, which we'll talk about more, which is what you're getting today. But in about 20 minutes, I teach my uh, Foundations of Systems class. Every Monday nights I do, it's a three-hour class. We have people from all over the world, and it's the a basic class that people learn to understand the foundations of system science. It took me many, many years to put that together, but in three hours I can educate people on system science, uh, which interconnects everything. So I encourage you all to take advantage of it because it's gonna profoundly change your life. It's gonna raise your state of consciousness and um, uh, in many ways, uh, spiritually, uh, mentally, emotionally, you know, physically. So you start seeing the interconnections in many things. It's beyond just, you know, like, um, uh, you know, like just uh, new age stuff or just engineering stuff. It's a much more fundamental way. So I hope you all take advantage of that. Uh, it's really uh, my gift to all of you. And by the way, the platform that we we're building here and we continue to build every day is brought to you by you. And I want to thank all of you for your, your support and contributions. And as you know, when you support this movement, we support you by giving you more and more different levels of education based on your commitment to how much you want to get educated. So let me go right to our uh, slide today. I'm going to be going through somewhat quickly, so stay attention because I got to get to my class. Okay, so we're going to talk about garlic and immune health. So we're going to learn what is garlic. We're going to talk about the molecular composition of garlic, the effects of garlic on biological functions, its health benefits, and then we're going to jump uh, right in and we're going to talk about um, you know, what the evidence says, the evidence-based science says um, about dosaging. And by the way, we'll also look at this from an Eastern standpoint too. Now, the, it's a nature's antibiotic. Right before many of you guys joined, I actually, you know, broke off a clove. This is what, you know, a garlic piece looks like, and it's contained in the garlic bulb. You know, we actually grew these um, in our backyard last year, and we have them drying out in our uh, garage in a cool place. But this is garlic. And this is typically when you take off the skin, this is what you get. And, uh, you know, it's got various layers to it, right? But it's a very, very powerful medicinal um, 
you know, nutrient. And that's, that's what we're going to learn about today. So let's go back to this. So when we look at garlic, uh, one of the things we want to, we'll, we'll learn about it is that uh, it's been wildly cultivated and used for culinary and medicinal purposes. And, and the use of it dates back 2700 BC. So that's nearly 4,700 years ago uh, in China, in Sumeria, India, and Egyptian cultures. And the medicinal effects of garlic are attributed to its organic sulfur compounds. So sulfur is one of the critical um, elements here. So it's because of the sulfur where people believe, um, uh, or the idea is, and as we go to the chemistry, you'll see this. So you can look at the number of articles. It's, I think out of all the articles we've talked about, it's the most, the longest, 233 years. So that means if you go back to, uh, you know, 1820, take off 1800s, which, and then you go back, you know, that would bring you back to 220 years and you go back to like 17, what, 87, okay? So it's been studied for a long time, 246 clinical trials, extremely well researched. So if you look at all that data, how do we bring it together? And as many of you know, I always talk about Cytosol, the technology that I created, which is part of one of our enterprises, Cytosol, which is really a way that we can understand at the molecular level uh, how combinations of medicines work. We can actually understand how food is medicine. And what we can do with all this data is we take all that data, we extract out the relevant pieces related to immune health with Cytosol, then we figure out the molecular mechanisms, and then we can make the presentation to you. And Cytosol came out of a long development effort, recognizing that, that the entire pharmaceutical industry's development effort was really medieval. You know, they take a single compound, that's all they can handle, takes them around 13 years to discover something that works. They got to kill animals, they got to do test tube testing, then they test on humans. And by the way, what's happening is uh, big pharma spending money every year to increase R&D spending, and less and less of their new molecules are even being approved by the FDA. And this is important to understand, the FDA is not even approving big pharma's medicine because of the incredible side effects. And the other thing is, you know, the stuff coming out of big pharma only helps 10% of the people that that indication was done for. This is why pharmaceutical companies need to move to vaccines. Vaccines don't have the amount of testing, they're considered a biologic, and you can't sue a vaccine manufacturer, but you can sue a pharmaceutical company, um, thanks to the Kennedys. Okay, that's what they brought us. But at the end of the day, you can see pharmaceutical companies are in a major turmoil because their pharmaceutical drug uh, from a business standpoint are not working. And the reason we've gotten here is because the entire basis of biological research is like the blind men looking at the elephant. If the elephant happens to be cancer, Alzheimer's, you know, biologists get incentivized to just understand the parts in a blind way. And if they ever were to work together, you'd get something like this, which looks nothing like the elephant, okay? This is a problem with modern research. It's called reductionism, the opposite of system thinking. Now, in 2003, the entire world of biology had a major, major revolution take place because biologists up until 2003, and biologists, frankly, are not systems guys, okay? They look at, you know, they're sort of nerds they are just looking at their microscope and they're looking at one little piece and you get a Nobel Prize for that. They're not incentivized to have a broad vision. Well, one of their narrow visions was thinking that just because you had a lot of genes which meant you were more complex. They knew in 1993, we had about 200, uh, that we had a worm had around 20,000 genes. So they assumed, oh, well, a human being must have about 100,000 to a million genes. Well, what you see in this graph is by the time the genome project ended, we only have about 20,000 genes. So it's quite 
incredible to find out that we have the same number of genes as a worm, but this goes back to the heart of a lack of a systems approach. So um, and a systems approach says in order to understand the whole human being, we got to understand genes and proteins and interconnect them all. And so in 2003, when I headed back to MIT, the idea was, could we mathematically model the whole human cell? And imagine the cell, not just genes, but all the chemical pathways. And here's one little pathway. Well, in 2003, these were starting to become mathematical models. And the idea was, could you integrate systems of systems of models? And that's what Cytosolve was. So Cytosolve provided a very powerful way, just like we build airplanes, not to go do test flights right away, which means kill humans. We do it all on the computer. So Cytosol provided this very powerful way. That was the invention I did, which enabled us to understand long before we go, went and killed animals using the computer, the complex molecular interactions. So, you know, for the last 16, 20 years, we've been helping very interesting, uh, innovative companies want to understand the mixtures of food in the functional food world or supplements, how to actually figure it out, right? Uh, the problem is many of these supplement companies, if you go to stores to buy them, this, this is our level of science. They have one guy who reads some papers and they put stuff together. That's like 99%. With Cytosol, we can actually understand combinations of things at the molecular level and really understand how things work. So for example, um, by the way, we, we've created a whole infrastructure for doing this. Um, and um, any of you want to learn more, go to cytosol.com. But just like my grandmother, who was a village healer, used to combine stuff together with Cytosol, instead of it being sort of a hand-waving idea, well, I throw a little bit of this and I throw a little bit of this. That's what my mom would say when she was also making food. With Cytosol, we can get more precise. We can actually understand combinations of ingredients. So let's say we're looking at curcumin, okay, which is the active ingredient in turmeric. We can model all the molecular pathways. Then we can look at red grapes, resveratrol, and then we can literally figure out how we bring them together. And here what you're seeing is we can literally run mathematical experiments. So in this first experiment, I'm not giving any curcumin, any resveratrol, and I'm simulating inflammation. So these are all the pathways of inflammation, which I can model mathematically without killing animals. Then I can say, okay, I'm gonna have high inflammation, which is this number on the right column, 0.15, and that's called the control. Then I just give a little bit of curcumin, notice the inflammation drops from 0.15 to 0.05. Then I give a little bit of resveratrol, no curcumin, and that drops. But look what happens. This is called the principle of synergy. You give a little bit of a number of things, curcumin and resveratrol, and the inflammation drops by another factor of two, okay, from 0.06 to 0.03. This is called the synergy principle. So, you know, this is what systems theory teaches us. Systems theory teaches us that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So as you can see here, when we look at this, um, in this systems approach, which um, I encourage all of you to study and learn. Um, it's one of the foundations of a systems principle. So by the way, um, we have recently created a product called MV25, um, where we analyzed um, tons and tons of research done out there, okay, over the last 40 years. We integrated all the molecular pathways of pain and inflammation, and we went through trillions of combinations of biomolecular reactions to find a set of combination of ingredients that have a profound effect done bottoms up mathematically versus hand waving. So if I go to, um, you know, and you guys can go search it in the interest of time, it's called MV25, Momentum to Move. It's really to support, you know, pain and discomfort. And um, it's Cytosol optimized. 
And this is one of our first, in fact, this is our first product. We've helped many companies for 16 years, but we're now doing our own. And what you can see right here is as the back of the label says that Cytosol is using a computational systems biology approach, Cytosol, which allows us to gather information. We're looking at four decades of research done in pain and inflammation across 68 research institutions. And what we did, right, it, it says right here, we computed trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions to find a synergy of compounds that downregulate the biomarkers of discomfort and normal swelling. And Cytosol optimized what this means is we recognize that the science is constantly going to change. We're not like cult members. Oh my God, you got to just keep using those ingredients. As the science changes, our promises will actually alter the models and we'll find different ingredients. So Cytosol is like an operating system. So I encourage all of you to go check it out. It's out. You can start pre-ordering it and it's clean certified. It's made in the United States. And if you go to the website, you can click on the shop and you can go find it right there. So, and by the way, you know, we plow all of the um, proceeds from this into more research, into building our platform. Now, that same synergistic approach that I just talked about is what we can take to understand the synergy of truth, freedom, and health. Because, you know, the, the nerds are over here fighting for truth, right? And then you have the, the people over here, uh, on the other hand, fighting for freedom, right? The people who support the Second Amendment, the First Amendment. Then you have people fighting for health who are into the earthy, crunchy granola types. Our view is to bring them all together, okay? This is synergy, and we have to go beyond left to right. Now, what I'm gonna do is, um, and those of you who've seen my videos before, you know that my coming to a systems approach occurred over many, many years of trying to integrate Eastern and Western medicine, and that's what I've done, and you can go learn more about that at vashiva.com. Um, I normally would walk you through all of it, but I encourage all of you to go uh, just research a little bit on vashiva.com and you'll find out that this journey for me has been a lifelong journey. It's been about growing up in India in a, in a village, growing up in India in a city, watching my grandmother um, who could observe your face and use an ancient system of Indian science called Samudraka Lakshanam, figure out what's going on in your body. That led me to a love of medicine. I started working in a medical school when I was 14 years old as a research fellow. That's where I created another system called email before I came to MIT. And my journey to MIT was across various different engineering disciplines. And, and then in 2007, after I finished my PhD, I went back to India and I made a profound discovery realizing <coughs> that the Indian systems of medicine were not a system of medicine, in fact. They were actually a system of engineering science and I integrated them together for you to build a system science so you could understand the same knowledge framework, foundations of systems, you could apply it to your body. Maybe a couple of slides I may wanna share here. So let me go back here. You could apply it to your body as a system. You could also apply it to any system in the world as a system. Let me go back here. So if you, when you take the course, you'll understand whether it's the Indian system of medicine or the engineering system, they're one. I wrote a famous paper on this, which is in the engineering systems journal. And you can actually use a tool that I created to ask yourself a set of questions. And you can understand how your body is a system, how your body can go off course and how foods and supplements can bring you back together. You can also understand systems health, which is a master certification course for those of you really into health. But the foundations of systems course is the core of the truth, freedom and health movement, the warrior movement, okay? So the, 
systems approach is what we take to understanding anything in our lecture. So what is garlic? Well, garlic is 105 different compounds, okay? 105 different compounds. It's got a lot of non-volatile compounds, minerals, vitamins, saponins, phenolic compounds. The volatile compounds, which means the ones that have the potent power or the organosulfur compounds. And you can see the range of compounds. We have not only minerals, manganese, zinc, selenium, and germanium, um, but we also have a lot of flavonoids, rutin, quercetin, naringin, saponins, uh, urobicide B and B uh, chlorogenin. But we have the vitamins A, C, B1, B2, B3, and B6. Very, very filled with nutrients. Now, the organosulfur compounds are the volatile compounds, and there's 33 organosulfur compounds, and they constitute 2 to 3% of fresh garlic. So here are the organosulfur compounds. There's two sets of them. There is the L-cysteine sulfoxides and the gamma glutamyl L-cysteine peptides, okay? So here are the, and this is called alanyl, right? And this is what they look like, S-alyl-cysteine sulfoxide. And alanyl is, is a major uh, organosulfur compound in garlic. You, um, now chopping, listen very carefully, chopping it, crushing it or chewing is when the allen converts to allicin, okay? A-L-L-I-C-I-N, allicin, okay? So it is when you chop, crush, or chew it, that's when the conversion takes place from uh, to allicin, all right? Now, most of the medicinal benefits are derived from allicin and its metabolites, such as S-allyl-mercaptoglutathione, uh, uh, notice glutathione is there, antioxidant, S-allyl-mercaptocysteine, and S-allyl-L-cysteine, so S-A-M-G, S-A-M-C, and S-A-C. So these are the ones that provide tremendous medical uh, benefits. So those are the components. Now, the biological effects of garlic are multifold, and you can see it has, what I'm going to do is this a little bit, I think I made it a little bit small, so let me do this in the interest of making it bigger. Let's make it bigger for everyone to see here. Okay, now let me go back. Sorry about that, everyone. We try to make these slides accessible to all, but I want to make it a little bit bigger so everyone can see it good. Okay, so what you'll see here is um, uh, garlic has many, many different effects. It's got antioxidant effects. It's got hypolipidemic, which means it can break down fat. It's got immunomodulatory activities, which we're going to focus on. It's got anti-diabetic effect, antimicrobial, antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal, and antiparasitic. It's also got anti-mutagenic and anti-carcinogenic activity, anti-hypertensive, lowers blood pressure, and anti-thrombotic activity. Very good for your cardiovascular system. Very, very, uh, a range of different biological effects. So what are the health benefits? Well, it's a blood clot activator. It boosts metabolism and assists detoxification. Cures athlete's foot. Um, if you ever, I mean, it's very quickly, if you ever have like fungal infection athlete's foot, you can take a little bit and, um, uh, you know, it's what I would do if I were you, right? Apple cider vinegar, you crush one of these bulbs of garlic, right? Mix in with the apple cider vinegar and put it on the spot and you're going to see immediate, immediate uh, effect. And you want to, you know, um, it, it has, it's very powerful effect. Uh, athlete's foot. Anti-inflammatory properties, effective painkiller. Um, dementia averter, uh, cures respiratory problems, rejuvenates skin, relieves stress and fatigue, 
and blood clot activator. Um, so one of the things you need to be concerned about, uh, look, all, no food, food is medicine. So the problem is many people don't understand this aspect. They just look at the world as black or white. So you have to be careful with garlic, right? The dosaging matters, and we'll get to that. Obviously, you know, you don't want to eat this kind of garlic raw. You're going to burn your stomach out. Okay, you got to be careful. That's why typically people, you know, um, are careful in how they mix it with other things. Ghee, you know, think about Italians, what they do. They make garlic bread. They put, you know, ho hopefully some raw clarified butter, and then they fry it in it, okay? So you make sure your body can absorb it, right? So... Um, there are people who say, oh, garlic is good, garlic is bad, right? We have to take a systems approach to any of these things, right? These are medicines, and you have to be uh, attentive and respect them as medicines. Um, there you go. So a lot of different effects. Now, as many of you know, and you can see the previous videos, I like to pound away to everyone the importance of the immune system. What is the immune system? This is the old model of the immune system. This is the updated model of the immune system in a lecture that I delivered at the National Science Foundation in November of uh, 2019. You see, this model of the immune system just says you got a pathogen, you only have the innate immune system, which tries to eat away the pathogen, and then it calls upon the adaptive immune system, which generates antibodies. This old model of the immune system is just about antibodies, antibodies, antibodies. This is the origin of vaccines, which says we're going to shoot it, uh, you know, inoculate you, and you're going to get antibodies. However, the, the much more uh, a bigger reality of the immune system is this. The immune system is not just the innate or the adaptive, right? This is a reductionist view, which basically says all you want to do is generate antibodies. But what you find is the immune system has the interferon system, which is a missing link. The interferons are very powerful molecules your body generates. Your body is a pharmaceutical factory. That's what it is. So when your body generates interferons, um, independent of the antibody system, it goes and, for example, activates natural killer cells, which go gobble up the infected cells. So this is why it's important as if you're ever feeling sick, it's important to act fast and quickly because you don't, you don't want the viruses or the pathogens to replicate. So you want to support your immune system. You want to support all of these systems, your gut microbiome. Um, you want to support uh, reducing inflammatory processes. So the 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 bigger view of the immune system is this and uh, by the way to look at this slide here the there's a two-part immune response if you just look at the two box model here's a virus which comes in so let's say over here is your lung on this side here's your bloodstream here are the epithelial tissues which line your lungs so when a if you get this whatever the flu or the coronavirus it is the macrophages which are these little monsters, which you have, try to eat up the virus, right? And as they're chomping on it, they release little particles of the virus, which then calls, so this is the innate immune system, which then calls upon your T cells to create, to have the B cells create these antibodies, and the antibodies go stop the virus. But it's a two-step process, okay? But um, what you notice is that your body also has the interferon system, which is rarely talked about. The interferon system is extremely powerful because what the interferon system does, it first of all, it's an it's an interference in present in every cell in your body. So when your body's under attack during the first, you know, eight hours to 72 hours, your body is the opportunity to really unleash the interference long before the antibody system. 
And those interferons, if you have a strong immune system, will go and actually have a whole range of ways that they upregulate nearly 1,000 genes and they activate your natural killer cells and their cytotoxic T cells. The point I'm making is the immune system is not just antibodies. That's a little part of it. The more important part of it is this whole orchestra of, of many other molecules and subsystems. And my um, advice to you guys is to recognize the immune system beyond just antibodies, okay? So there we go. So now when we look at the effects of garlic on the immune system, what do you find? Well, first of all, garlic has antioxidative properties. It has anti-inflammatory properties and the organosulfur compounds modulate the immune cells and the cytokines from the innate as well as the adaptive through these. And the organosulfur compounds also help mitigate allergy and the organosulfur compounds mitigate several diseases, cardiovascular, obesity, gastric ulceration, and cancer through that system. So, so if you look at the bottom here, these are the activities that uh, organosulfur compounds and garlic help antimicrobial, antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal. And what you can see here is that the organosulfur compounds, which look like this, look what they do. They do three very powerful things. They promote natural killer cells. The natural killer cells are powerful cells in your body that literally go gobble up infected cells. They go attack viruses, NK cells. Interferon systems um, drive the activation of that also. Then you have right here, your, your uh, gamma uh, delta T cells, okay? These are your uh, T cells which support uh, the proliferation of, the, of, of your innate immune cells too, okay? and you have macrophages, so all of these three, okay? Your interferon system, your innate, and your adaptive system. Now, the proliferation of these innate immune cells, okay, leads to following activities of garlic. So because of these organosulfur compounds, because it activates these multiple cells in your system, you get antimicrobial effects, you get antibacterial effects, you get antiviral and antifungal. This is why garlic is so powerful. Again, I can't emphasize to you you know, this is a medicine, okay? Should you be eating garlic every day? Well, some cultures do, but they have various ways of prefer, uh, you know, preparing it. But especially when you feel sickness coming on, it's an amazing medicine to knock it out. And you can see why, because of the multi-pronged effect garlic has, all right? It's a multi-systems compound. Now, from the adaptive immune system, look what garlic says, does. Garlic innervates the Th2 cells. Now, garlic compounds such as ajoine promotes activation of anti-inflammatory cytokine IL-10, okay? IL-10 is needed for the proliferation of anti-inflammatory Th2 cells. And the Th2 cells stimulate B cells to produce interglobulin A. And IgA is an antibody that plays a crucial role in the immune function of mucous membranes. Very, very good for colds. And as you feel your mucous membranes, you know, uh, being affected and, and you got to follow your gut instincts and listen to your body. But you can see the organosulfur compounds really support your immune system to not only what we talked about, the NK cells, which are in the innate immune system, but they also support your adaptive immune system to call upon your B cells to make those antibodies. All right, so they really activate your system to wake up. The other thing here is they modulate inflammation. Look, when you get sick, before you get sick, you wanna make sure your innate immune system's strong, your interferon system is being called on, 
your adaptive system's being called on, right? But you don't want your, when your body's weak, remember, it's not the virus or the bacteria that kills you. It's your body's overreaction because each of these viruses and bacteria go land in different tissues, as I've, as I've spoken about. The coronavirus typically likes to go to your epithelial. Now, if your immune system's normal, you'll feel it, you'll get a little uh, sniffles, your body fights it and you're done. But if your immune system is weak, it'll overreact, okay? And that overreaction creates inflammation and a cytokine storm, and your body is attacking itself. That's where you get harmed. So the other important part of garlic is this. Garlic also has a modulatory effect. It's like, I keep saying, this is like putting shock absorbers. If you didn't have shock absorbers on your car and you hit a pothole, boom, your head goes up through the roof, your car gets damaged. But when you have shock absorbers, you can go through a pothole or a crisis and your, and your body knows how to manage it in a beautiful way. Same thing with garlic. Garlic provides you the shock absorbers, okay? So you can see the way it does that is garlic does a two-pronged approach. Here's a cytokine storm. So garlic basically stops the upregulation, inhibits NF-kappa-beta, which will lead to these five inflammatory cytokines. So garlic stops that. It stops IL-6, TNF-alpha, IL-12, MCP-1, and IL-1-beta. So this modulates the cytokine storm. But look what garlic also does. It inhibits the enzymes such as ERK, one slot one and two that are involved in infl inflammatory signaling. There's many different molecules that cause this, but the organosulfur compounds in garlic typically go hit the ERK one and two, okay? So two-pronged effect. It modulates the cytokine storm, so this doesn't go out of uh, hand and becomes haywire, but it also knocks down ERK, which causes inflammation. And then Allergies, you know, a lot of people, you know, allergy season, at least in the East Coast is coming. For those of you in different parts of the world, seasons may be different, but allergy season, and by the way, allergies come when you, uh, there's a whole theory when you didn't expose yourself to allergens when you were young. But anyway, allergy season is coming in the Northeast and look at garlic. One of the important things it does is garlic also modulates that. And the way it does the garlic mitigates the allergic response by reducing the production of histamines. So when your body's under allergic attack, your body produces these histamines in the basophils, another cell. And this histamine is what starts you, you know, sneezing and wheezing, et cetera. So now histamines can also be released um, in antigen-specific way, meaning particular shellfish or particular pollen or, or nuts. You know, my dear mom, I mean, if she even ate a little bit of a shellfish or was even exposed to it, she would have a massive allergic allergic reaction because it was the upregulation of those histamines, okay? So that's something we need to think about, another way garlic affects. And by the way, here are all the different diseases modulated um, uh, that are affected by the immune system. So you take care of the immune system. So think about your immune system as the operating system of your body. So think about just like you have your Android or your iPhone operating system and you're running apps above it, okay? The immune system is your operating system and you take su support of the immune system. This is why I'm doing so many videos on different... In yes, Michelle, could you just start it and tell them I'll be joining? Okay, thanks. Um, that's, that's Michelle le uh, letting me know about our course that's coming. By the way, everyone should become a truth, freedom and health warrior. 
Uh, you can contribute to our platform. That's your contributions or what are enabling us to do this research, et cetera. So I have my every Monday evening at seven, I'm late. I do our Foundations of Systems course. I think we have a couple hundred, hundred people logging in today from all over the world. These are truth, freedom, and health warriors. They're here to learn the science. But anyway, what you find here is from a systems approach, garlic supports the immune system. And the immune system, when it's supported, has been, for example, um, gastric ulceration. Garlic oil has been shown to lower ulceration by lowering the oxidative stress and the pro-inflammatory cytokines IL-10 and um, 12. Then obesity, garlic modulates a low-grade inflammation. So, you know, there's a direct link between obesity and inflammation. So in that case, garlic modulates and reduces IL-6 and MCP-1 uh, and 2 in human pre-adipocytes. Adipocytes are the fat cells, okay? So when your body's undergoing inflammation, it's really weird, your adipose tissue, composed of adipocytes, starts releasing these chemicals, which just create more and more fat cells, okay? So you get fatter. But what garlic does is it comes and inhibits these uh, particular uh, inflammatory uh, cytokines. Then cardiovascular disease, garlic promotes antioxidant, anti-inflammatory environment, thereby lowering arterial sclerosis and hypertension. All right, cardiovascular disease, CVD. And then look at the effects that allicin from garlic uh, has. It induces apoptosis through the JAK, JNK pathway and mitochondrial, uh, you know, backs translocation. And I'll explain what that is. An aged garlic extract increases the cytotoxicity of T cell lineage, which in turn targets a cancer cell. So what do I mean by that? So um, allicin from the garlic induces apoptosis. So cancer um, has this unfortunate effect where cells that are supposed to die, cell death is known as apoptosis, okay? Um, apoptosis, big word, you can use it with your friends. Um, and what garlic does, it induces apoptosis. You're supposed to have about 10 billion cells every day should die and 10 billion cells should be reborn. But guess what? These cancer cells don't die, okay? So garlic induces apoptosis, but garlic also supports the cytotoxic T cells to go eat away at the tumor cells. So that's what we're sharing here, all right? And, and by the way, what I wanted to share with you is when you, um, so that's really a, a multi-systems effect of garlic that I wanted to share with you. It's not any one thing, it's a multi-systems effect. Again, now bringing it back to the political realm, you can apply as above, so below, as below, so above. Um, I'll be there, Michelle, I'll, I'll be logging in in two minutes. So what we find is that the power of garlic is that's a multi-systems effect. This is why our movement also has a multi-systems effect. We go down to the molecular level, but we also go down to political level where we understand we, mean, we need to integrate truth, freedom, and health. Without freedom, we're not gonna get to truth. Without truth, we're not gonna find what's good for our bodies, right? Today, most of the academic institutions are pay to play. So they're always gonna say, take a drug, take a drug, take a drug. They don't wanna look at food as medicine. It's not in their repertoire. They don't make money off of it, okay? So the Truth, Freedom and Health movement, I want everyone to support us, to support you, because our movement is for you. And when you go to the Truth, Freedom and Health movement, you'll understand uh, vashiva.com slash join. Let me put my little banner up so you guys know where you can become a Truth, Freedom and Health warrior as I'm wrapping up here. So. On this dashboard, first of all, you get a whole bunch of education. I've created the books. You can 
you will understand, like I'm going to teach tonight, the science of systems. You'll get access to the book as well as your body, your system. And by the way, I want to thank every one of you. You, you don't have to uh, pay me anything. You can join as a member and you get access to certain tools. But those of you who are contributing 25 or more will get, get access to the book as well as, this is my gift, get access to the software called Your Body, Your System, which will help you understand your body as a system. And those of you who are committing to your own education and contrib contributing 100 or more, you get access to also the portal where you can educate others. You get access to more research. You get access to an entire course online also where you can be certified as a Truth, Freedom, and Health Warrior. And then you get access to three more books. So you get a total of four books where you can apply systems principles to you and your body. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you for this so incredibly important. Thanks, Natalie. Um, and then you can also get access to the scientific paper that I wrote, which is out there. And that's for all of you who are making con uh, 100 or more. So my theory here is that I cannot take something from you without giving back the principle of reciprocity. And by the way, I used to teach these courses at MIT, so you're getting an amazing opportunity. But education is only the first key. Then I want you to build community. I want you to go online independent of big tech, where you can use the form that we've created. And this is for everyone, whether you contribute or not, you can start interacting with other people, independent of big tech, you can start having conversations. And the Truth, Freedom and Health Warriors, we've also created a social media capability where you can build your pages and you can build community. And then I want you to get activated. Activated means you start understanding and educating others. It's not enough that you get educated. It's important that you share the knowledge. So when, for example, you learn about the science of masks that we've done, you can understand that you can share this knowledge with the little three and a half by two inch card. You can print out these cards. You can share the science with others, the public health implications of masks. Same with the, we want you to move beyond the pro or anti dialogue of vax and anti-vax. We want you to teach people. It's not about one size fits all medicine. It's about the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Okay. So this is what the gift here is. I want to let you know that we've created a three-part model, get educated, build community, and get activated. On every issue we're doing, we're going to make you powerful warriors, healers and warriors for your body, as well as the world, as well as to educate other people. That's what this is about. Now, finishing up garlic, if you take that Eastern approach, everything I did today up until now is I was taking a molecular systems approach. But what I teach in the course is I unraveled the Eastern systems of medicine, and you can take an Eastern approach. And the Eastern approach reveals us something very interesting, that if you look at your body, by the way, those of you who take your body, your system, please go take advantage of this, but you'll understand that there are three forces in the universe, transport, conversion, and storage. And you can answer a set of questions to understand how these forces come in you, another set of questions to figure out when you're off course, and then how foods and medicines can bring you back on course. But if you look at garlic, Look what garlic does, it stabilizes transport, okay? It stabilizes digestion and it stabilizes kapha, which means make sure you don't increase weight, supports digestion and supports the bowel movement, these kinds of processes. So garlic is a very interesting herb which supports all of these processes. How much should you take? Well, the research, again, you should talk to your doctor, this is not a medical show, um, but you know, four grams of fresh garlic, 800 milligrams of dried garlic, the dried garlic is more potent, okay? You need less of it. The fresh garlic, you know, this is typically what I like to use. 
For cardiovascular benefits, according to Reed et al., it's about 1,200 to 2,400 of aged garlic extract. You can find this in supplements. For immunomodulation, which really supports the modulation of the immune system, Percival says around you know, 2,500 milligrams per day of the aged garlic. So in summary, garlic activates the cells of the innate and adaptive. It inhibits inflammatory enzymes such as ERK1 and 2, and the as well as the cytokines involved in the cytokine storm. It mitigates allergic reactions. And then garlic has many, many other values, gastric ulceration, cardiovascular disease. Uh, someone says, Dr. Shiva, why are there not more intellectuals standing up against a pandemic? I'll do a whole show on that. Gulib, watch, that's going to be a great uh, talk I'm going to do. And then metabolic diseases and cancer. There you go, everyone. So in summary, what I want to let you know is garlic is a multi-systems herb. And your immune system, the biggest takeaway you want to understand, your immune system is your operating system of your body. Support your immune system. Boost immunity. Building community, having friendships boosts immunity. And that's what we should be focusing on. It's not vax, anti-vax. It's about what do we do to boost immunity, okay? And I'm going to start doing a series of talks to answer Galid's question here on Instagram. Why are there not more intellectuals standing up against a pandemic? And I'll talk about that. And you realize most of academia has become the oldest profession right now. So listen, I got to go. Uh, I'm sorry I had to go a little bit faster than I normally like to do, but I hope you learned that garlic is a very supportive medicine for modulating the immune system. Use it as a food, use it, you know, uh, study it more. You can understand now you have the basis from a molecular systems level, as well as an Eastern systems level, what it does to the whole body. So support our movement, support yourself. Go to vashiva.com slash join, contribute to this movement. But most importantly, I hope all of you become truth, freedom and health warriors and join me next Monday evening. And any Monday evening, you can come to the course, but this is your movement. We have to build a bottoms up movement, independent of big tech, independent of big pharma, independent of big media. Thank you, everyone. Be the light.